Welcome to Deep Lore, the podcast that is neither. I'm your host, Tom. And I'm Beth. And today, we are here to talk about The Last Airbender, a 2010 masterpiece film written, produced, and directed by M. Night Shyamalan. Are you literally just reading the Wikipedia article? No, I wrote that myself. Oh, wow. Good job. (laughs) You're not even going to like... I thought for sure I'd get a reaction out of you for that. <laughs> nope. Okay. Well, I guess. <laughs> I guess it's my usual brand of stupid. So it is your usual brand of stupid. Okay. Well, I'm so used to it by now. I'm, I just fucking play along. Okay. Well. Okay. We're actually here to talk about Avatar: <laughs> The Last Airbender, a 2005 animated series from Nickelodeon. Somehow. <laughs> Since, you know, they don't typically do big sweeping narratives. Uh, so Yeah, that was kind of battle left field, wasn't it? Yeah, it was weird. I, I don't know if they, like, wanted something to compete with everything on the other networks that was right. going on. But, uh, yeah, no, it's, I'm sure. Because I mean, could... at, at that time, um, Cartoon Network was fucking killing it. Yeah. Right? Anyway, so, we're getting off topic. Yeah, a little bit. So before we dive in... I thought we should give some background on who the hell we are. Oh, fuck. And, what, were you not prepared for this? Not at all. Okay, I mean, you know, it doesn't need to be it's much. It's fine, Just it's fine, I'll improvise. For those that don't know me, I am Tom. I am a hobbyist game developer, I guess you could say. I know a little bit about a lot of different parts of making art as a result of going to school for game design. So, you know, like animating, composition, you know, pretty much everything but music. Uh, And obviously gameplay doesn't really factor into what we're going to be talking about in this podcast. But, you know, I thought that just having a little bit of background in that stuff would help me to dig into why the stuff that we like is so good. I mean, that's basically my background, other than just being an artist and being a person who... You are indeed a person. ...really geeky (laughs) and into... uh, you know, film criticism and that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, to be clear, amateur level. You're not going to get any, like, mind-blowing takes from me, but... Yeah. So, who are you and why should I care what you have to say? Oh, fuck you, I'm your wife. Okay, but, like, as a listener... <laughs> as a listener, who the hell are you and why should I care? Hi, um, I'm Beth. I am a seamstress, so totally different kind of artist here, but I am also a writer. So my main focus is going to be the characters, their development, and the writing of the show. That's kind of my whole thing, honestly. Yeah. I'm boring. I'm just kidding. You're not boring. I'm great. I mean, you've also pointed out in the past different, like, shot composition and stuff, Mm -hmm. so you're not, like, a total noob. Yeah, no, I love film. So we're both just geeks that like to talk about stuff we like. Yeah. We're doing this podcast to do that. So yeah, that's us. And if you're still listening by this point, like we can't be doing that bad. Oh my god. I'm gonna <laughs> cut that out. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. So um Avatar, for those who don't know, somehow, you know, let me just pull up the Wikipedia actually. Yeah, there you go. This is gonna be the whole podcast, by the way. We're just gonna read the Wikipedia article out loud. Do 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 do. So if you somehow are listening to this and you don't know what Avatar is, well, I mean, first of all, you should go and watch it because this is really not like, <laughs> this isn't really a replacement for watching it. We're, we're discussing the episodes. You should, yeah. you should watch it first. But, you know, it's a, uh, 
Asiatic-like fantasy world where people can manipulate elemental uh, elements. Elemental wow. elements. Shut up. Um, <laughs> so yeah, y'all know what Avatar is, uh, if you're even listening to this, I imagine. So we're not going to waste any time setting it up, but uh, we are going it's to It's a be, good ass show. It is a it is a great ass show. Show has a great ass. Uh, <laughs> we're going to be doing little episodes. Uh, each episode of our podcast is going to cover two episodes of the show, uh, except in special cases like maybe the finales of each season for three and two and three anyway. Very nice. very specific episodes too, possibly. So we're going to start at the beginning. Yep. What a novel thing. Uh, with episode one, The Boy in the Iceberg, and episode two, The Return of the Avatar. So let me pull up the episode description because I don't want to be here all night recapping. <clears throat> wow, okay. First episode, first two episodes were Dave Filoni. Did you know that? I did not, but you know what? I'm not surprised. Yeah, really. It, it's, it's very much a style. We're going to give a quick episode summary of these. I'm pulling from a website because I just want to get into the good stuff and why it is good and not waste time recapping. Episode one, uh, on the South Pole, a lone water tribe village struggles to survive. It is here that young waterbender named Katara and her brother warrior brother, her brother warrior Sokka rescue a strange boy from a cavernous iceberg. But Aang is not just a fun-loving and adventurous. He's also an airbender, a race of people no one had seen in a hundred years. Episode 2, although Aang denies to Katara that he is the Avatar, she soon learns the truth when a young firebender named Prince Zuko attacks her village, looking for the airbender. Aang must face his destiny as he fights for the tribe's safety in his life. With the help of Katara, Sokka, and his flying bison, Appa, Aang escapes Zuko's clutches. Together, they journey into the war-torn world to find a master to teach Aang waterbending, the first step to becoming the Avatar. The end. Sounds good. Okay. Let's dive right into this shit. Yeah. Why is all this good? Why don't you start off? Okay. So I just want to like start by commenting on the opening, yeah. um, where we have Katara kind of narrating what has happened in the last hundred years yeah, before yeah. all of this. I, I like that it is, you know, it it's a good world building tool. You know, it sets up the mood. It does a good job at like showing what has been happening, what we missed up until this point. Um, normally, I don't like the. Um, opening narration I don't, yeah i don't yeah. really like a big opening narration i think it's i'd rather like find out a little bit at a time but this is this is done in a way that isn't too cheesy well it's 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 short it's it, only it like short. 10 it's sentences blissfully short. it's like a minute and it's basically like here's the world here's how it sucks now and there you go yeah, and then you're just thrust right into it which i really like um i also like that like in the opening sequence where she talks about, like, oh, the Avatar could save the world if we knew where he fucking was or whatever she says. Sure, yeah. Yeah, and it, like, it shows the spot where usually we see Aang. In the opening credits. In the opening credits. To be clear. Uh, yes, to be clear. But that spot is blank because we have not met him yet. So I, I didn't notice that um, my first couple watches of the series, and I just noticed it when I watched it today. I just thought that was, like, a nice little detail. Yeah. Yeah, no, the the opening is really good. It's a good way to introduce. And it, yeah. I like that it, it it holds back. 
And that's really one of the series' best strengths when it comes to world building is restraint. Yes. So much You're not going to just vomit a bunch of like, did you know the history of like, I don't need to know. I don't yeah. care. What we need to know is who started the war. We don't even know why they're at war. It doesn't matter. The point is mm -hmm. they're at war. Everything sucks. The Avatar can fix it and go. Yeah. Like, it's just enough to get going. Not yeah. like, you know, a one-hour cutscene opening to a video game kind of yeah no we, we don't need we don't need all that yeah. um it just gets right to it and i like that i also like you know how it opens up with two of our main characters Sokka and katara and it does a really good job of showing who they are as like people without being too oh Sokka, all you think about is fighting and in food you know yeah they're not turning to the camera and just announcing their motivation you know <laughs> their their dynamic is immediately clear it's yeah. like oh okay they're and siblings the first... we know they're siblings right off the bat we know it's that part of the opening narration well yeah yeah we we get that you know they kind of have a like they, they're close but they're not perfectly in sync all the time um we get that Sokka is a little bit sexist yeah and i i say a little bit with like big Mm. <laughs> yeah well i mean that's, that's part of his arc and that's so it's mm -hmm. good to see that you know kind and of not challenged right away but but it kind of like brushed off like all right you're a jerk yeah and katara does challenge it oh so yeah she does kinda, call him a sexist yeah he she does and it, it um it shows who she is as a person she's um not one to be messed around with you know she yeah. will absolutely stand up for herself and I, I like that we get those good character interactions that show us who these characters are without... Yeah, you immediately care about them. You're yeah, like, oh, okay. oh, yeah. So you see, like, Sokka's kind of a goofball right away, mm -hmm. and he's a skeptic. Yeah, He's immediately oh, yeah. like, oh, magic water, ooh, bending. Yes, and... that's another thing. Sorry yeah. to interrupt. Um, it shows us an example of bending. Yeah. Like, right away. Yeah, well, I, I think one of the series, like, one of the, the best things they did was by starting it at the South Pole and establishing that all the waterbenders are gone. It's only Katara. And then Aang is there. And we both mm -hmm. kind of see their powers uh, yeah. uh, as a viewer at the same rate. It's like not too much all at once. Yeah. And it, it lets them sort of build the rules of how this stuff works without, again, turning to the camera. Like, you know, I don't know if you remember a lot of anime from around this time, and especially a little later, there was like this obsession with not only like complex magical systems but hierarchies and stuff like you know i don't know how many people uh, uh watched or read like bleach and naruto but in the early chapters of those like every other page was less, like a cutaway to a diagram of like oh well this is how this power works and these are and it's just like that's interesting like i get the temptation especially as like a writer to do that stuff but like don't be it, mad those are two shows i never watched well, no, that's fine. Yeah. I don't care. But I'm just saying that, like, I personally think both those shows are bad, but they had good parts. And and one of the really appealing things was those sort of, like, magic systems or ninjutsu or soul yeah. reaper energy or whatever, you know, they made up for that specific world. But, like, okay. it it's tempting to kind of fall into those, like, systems. But yeah. they do themselves a disservice by over-explaining every little thing. Absolutely. Avatar shows you can kind of teach that in little bits through, like, you know, you can see, oh, this is what airbending is used for. Aang flies 10 feet in the air. He, you know, can do his glider. He can do things. And, you yeah. know, Katara makes ice and 
unfreezes ice and mm-hmm. and you also see from the opening that it, uh with katara's little fit uh well fit i mean he had it coming uh, he eat it. Um, the, it's it's tied to emotion yes. the bending is, is tied to emotion i just like that that's no one has to say like wow katara you're emotional and you're water bending it's like no you see it yeah I, I i almost wonder if like her um her little like fit as you called it was kind of a commentary on like female anger big quotation marks and how that is seen as bigger than it usually is what oh because <laughs> she, like well she's talking about how she does like all this work for Sokka, and all Sokka really does is like play warrior and all that shit like because it's she breaks an iceberg like tip of the iceberg kind of thing yeah yeah i wonder if that was kind of a uh you know a a bit of symbolism there i'm probably like reading way too into this kids show but it might just be a happy accident but uh either either way it works it does It, it works very well and i really liked that you know and as i say all the time like women's work is usually kind of like frowned on and not really seen as that valuable so and yet everything shuts down without it yeah pretty much and hey women we'll we'll get we'll get to that like part later but i i think it's really interesting how how sexist this particular society is and we're shown that very clearly up front yeah yeah Yeah. it gets even worse later but oh yeah well yeah we'll get to that we'll get to that later that's fine um, we are going to try and keep these relatively spoiler-free uh, besides the episodes we've already talked about. Yeah. So, you know, if you've never seen anything past the first two episodes, you can kind of listen or watch along with us. I think that'd be fun. Yeah. Um, so we're not going to tell you that in the end, uh, it turns out Aang's dad is, oh, shit. Um, <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> You're not funny. You're laughing, though. I know. Oh, but yeah, I just, I have a few more notes on, like, their characters. Like, oh, yeah, just yeah, yeah. how great it is. I mean, we cut away to uh, Prince Zuko and Iroh and how yeah. their character dynamic is also established in, like, three lines. That's all it takes is, like, we we immediately know, and, and it's not even just establishing, like, likable qualities, yeah. but also characters' wants and needs, mm-hmm. which is, you know, really important from a storytelling perspective if yeah. we're going to go anywhere. Like, right out the gate, we know Ozuko wants to capture the Avatar to get his honor back. Yes. Uh, But, you know, maybe that's not necessarily what he needs, considering how high-strung he is. But we do know he doesn't need any calming tea. Yes. (laughs) Definitely does not need calming tea. And we already see Iroh as kind of like a good influence and He's precious. I wrote precious down. Yeah. Just even from the beginning, like like the first episode, it's clear that like, even though they're villains, Mm -hmm. there is nuance. There is not, you know, like he's not some like cackling schemer just because Zuko's an angsty teen. He's an angsty teen, but I get it. I mean, yeah, yeah, he kind of gets to be an angsty teen. Yep. Being banished and all, that's kind of a thing. Um, yeah, and they, they imply that without having to, like, outright say that. Yeah, yeah, they don't have to, like, go, but like, you, you my don't... father who banished me, blah, 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 blah. Like, he yeah. just, three lines of dialogue. Oh, getting the Avatar back. I get to my find honor. Go home. Yeah, oh, yes. okay. I connected the dots. There um, we go. Yeah. And speaking of the Avatar, can we talk about our precious baby Aang? Yeah. He's this. He's a sweetie pie. I love him so much. I I don't know I I, I just I love Aang. Okay. But everyone wants everyone needs a friend like Aang. He's you know, an incurable we, prankster. Oh my god! Don't even. 
<laughs> you said we weren't going to spoil anything. We're not spoiling anything. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so Katara frees Aang from the, the iceberg, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, she immediately, she catches him. And, you know, he, he's like, he's passed out. He's like, oh, what's going on? Then he immediately wakes up and is just kind of like, do you want to go penguin sledding? Yeah. It, it was just like. You expect it to be this dramatic thing. You know, yeah, what year no. is it? Or, you know, whatever. No, wh- where am I? No. Let's go penguin sledding. Like, yeah. okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's, again, weird two, three kid. lines of dialogue. And that's that that stuff with Aang being playful is also doing a lot of heavy lifting. Yeah. Because you can see whenever they mention, like, no one's seen an airbender in forever. And he blows it off. Like, he doesn't want to hear it. He's Yeah. Like, he's got kind of, like, you can see, like, the kind of, on his face, he's like, looks concerned but then oh look a distraction yeah you know and and that gets yeah. to um what maybe more prepared people have already said about the interesting th- one of the interesting things with avatar is that the different nations and different mm-hmm. vendors because of their different like power sets and like kind of how where they get them they, they have different perspectives on things mm-hmm. and this just keeps coming back and it's where a lot of conflict comes from and it because of those different perspectives it's allowed to sort of arise naturally where you know ang in his fighting style a lot of it is deflection and running away yes. and, and i like that that comes around. back into his personality yeah like he's um, he doesn't want to confront the fact that he's the avatar he doesn't like nope. it so he's literally running away from it and every time something serious happens oh penguin sledding or let's turn Appa into a slide or right? let's go explore the ship that we shouldn't explore. Yeah. Like um, classic airbender. I also really, I like the scene where they're like riding on Appa and he's just smiling at Katara and she's like, what are you smiling at me for? And he's like, Oh, I was smiling. Cause like it shows us that's his default. Yeah. Well, I that's think also so it's, he obviously clearly has a crush on Katara from Go. right away. I would too. And I think it's kind of fun. I forgot that they like basically drew attention to it immediately with Sokka uh, being like, yeah, let's go rescue your boyfriend after he gets captured. It's like, oh, right. Like Sokka knows from the go that they got a thing for each other. And Mm -hmm. he's like, instead of like, get away from my sister, he's kind of like, oh, can you two cut it out? Like, and I just, I, I like that more like world weary. Speaking of Sokka, I just like all the little things where like, you can tell he's trying to act like above it all and too mm-hmm. cool and mature. Like, you know, it's like, oh, a grown up wouldn't wouldn't want to play games. Fun is fun is no place in this war. We need to go fight and things. And it's like, <laughs> and uh, you're you're training children. Yeah, you're not even training them. You're just yelling at kids. Like, yeah, just, it, start a daycare. It shows like how out of his depth he really is, though. But he's trying he's so trying hard. He's trying so hard. Because he's got to live it up to... He feels uh, like he has to because, yeah. you know, he is the, the oldest... The he's the oldest man of the village. And I really... Um, on that note, I I really like that... <laughs> he He's, like, throwing out, like, orders to his village and shit like that. And, like, in the back of my mind, I'm just kind of like, what, what fucking authority does he have? He's, like what 14 14 15 somewhere in there like who's even listening to this but like yeah i guess in that society like he is the oldest male so i guess he would have authority and that's kind of bullshit i i think it's more that they just kind of like no one no one else is prepared to yeah 
make those kinds of calls because, I, I mean, you have to think there's a lot of, I expected most of, the, most of the women of the village to be like grannies, but there was a lot of like looking like, I don't know, 30 something women that, yeah. you know, they could have had a spear or at least known what to do. Like, come on. I mean, I know that's not the focus of the show. Yeah. So that's not what we're doing. It's just well, surprising I mean, to me that like, it, there's really it, no adult presence here, huh? Yeah, it, it really um, hammers down like what their society is like and how sexist it is. Well, it's also sad. I mean, it's like four yeah. tenths in a day glue. Like, Ooh, it's really sad. You, oh, like this know. is the entire South, like, South Pole. It's great, yeah. I'm yeah. Sure. Anyway, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves about mm-hmm. comparisons to other societies. The comedic timing and everything oh is God. just perfect. And it's you know, really if you watch this, you already know. But just, I think that's really important mm-hmm. to have a lot of physical gags, even during the fight <laughs> scenes, because otherwise the show would just be a goddamn drag. Like it's Absolutely. you know about kind of the horrors of war in a sense. But for kids, so you need to lighten the mood every few scenes. Yeah. And I think they do a great job at striking that balance. Mm-hmm. And I, you can tell, like, even certain things that, I don't know, they just seem to get better as the series goes on. Which, again, not going to get ahead of ourselves. I feel like that's going to be our catchphrase. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're just, we're always getting ahead of ourselves. Can we talk about Zuko a little bit more? Uh, yes, I had something to say about him. But yeah. I would like you to start because I've done a lot okay. of talking already. Um, so I kind of want to talk about um, Zuko's definition of honor a yeah. little bit. Sure. So he's got like this very, he's he's got kind of a um, an interesting idea of what honor is, um, or at least to us, I figure it would be. It's a it's interesting. Um, um, oh well, yeah. I mean, to him, honor is just something that can be given or taken. Yeah. By his dad. Yep. I mean, without going into too much that we learn later, but it's it's clear that he is not pursuing the Avatar for some like noble sort yeah. of like this will bring the world peace or end the war. He's like, this will make my dad like me, and <laughs> yeah. that's kind of sad. It's incredibly sad. He he throws around that word without ever really explaining what that means to him i mean it, it seems to just kind of mean different things every time he says it like, angsty teen it, it totally angsty teen it's 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 almost funny like how often he says the word honor i mean yeah that becomes a running joke <laughs> it does. Uh, um, i mean honestly the honor thing doesn't get me as bad as maybe this is getting ahead but in later episodes, they just use the word destiny way too much. Oh, yeah. Like, I get you mean, like, well, because sometimes they mean, I want to figure out what I'm doing with my life. Yeah. And other times they mean, I want to figure out what I'm supposed to do with my life. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, God, please find a new right. word. But I get it. Like, I feel like it was played out even in 2005, but maybe that's just because I played too many video games. Yeah. <laughs> I also like the scene where we see Iroh instructing Zuko. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Because he's, you know, he's very li- much like, oh, you're only teaching me the basics. Teach me more. You got to learn the basics you gotta first. You got to learn the basics first. But he's he's so hot-headed, forgive the pun. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> he just, he wants to rush ahead without really, like, digesting what he's learning. That gives us a good idea about his character. I yeah, think. he rushes into things. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe unprepared would be a yeah. good word. And it, it shows us Iroh. Like, Iroh is very methodical. Yeah. And very... And he, he really wants to help. 
his his nephew. Absolutely. And and teach him. And but I like that it shows that like he will relent. Iroh will relent. Yes. Because like, he okay. did say like okay. After I finish my roast duck. Yeah. It's gotta he's gotta have an Iroh <laughs> oh, moment God. to um roast duck. Roast duck is so good. Never had it. Oh, okay. Well that's something we need to do. Oh, that's why you so said mood good. when we were watching it. Mm, mood. <laughs> God, I want duck now. <laughs> so I noticed something interesting about comparison they drew between Sokka and Zuko. Yeah, That was really interesting. I wrote that down too. The scene takes place after basically... Hmm, actually, I want to talk about one other thing real quick. Uh, okay. when, they, when the village sends Aang away, they're like, mm-hmm. you need to get out of here. You've put us all in danger. Which, uh, yeah, he, he did. technically did. I mean, it wasn't his fault and it's yeah. whatever. He's just being a little kid, so Absolutely. kind of stupid. But it it doesn't feel contrived. Like, now we need to find a reason for them to be mad at him. Like, no, that he did put them in danger. Yeah. It was just a weird accident. So him going away feels kind of natural at that point. Mm-hmm. But so when he goes away and then Zuko's getting ready to fight what he thinks where the Avatar is going to be and Sokka's getting ready to fight off a fire navy ship by himself yeah uh you see kind of like montage of them getting ready and you know Sokka's doing his war paint i wrote that down too and and (laughs) it's it's really cool because you know they're cutting between the two of them kind Mm -hmm. of showing them uh, i think as equals like we're getting similar you know well they're those two are pretty some like close in age yeah yeah well we're we're getting we're getting like you know no they're neither one is framed as being explicitly bigger or more imposing in these scenes But a few things to note is that Zuko is having his armor put on by, by other people. people. And he's like being supported by this crew and doing all these things. And Sokka is alone. Mm-hmm. And that's how they start this fight. And I think it's it's also really interesting kind of being framed as almost equals. Because that makes Sokka's complete ass whooping at the hands of Zuko all the more embarrassing. Mm-hmm. When it happens like 30 seconds later that Sokka is turned away immediately without even any fire bending at first. He's yeah. just like Zuko casually flips him over his shoulder or whatever. And mm-hmm. it's just like, Oh, Oh boy, you put on all that makeup and it, it just came right off in the snow. Yep. Uh, side note. Why are you not using waterproof makeup? You live in the <laughs> North or the South pole. Like what you got to get snow and, and water on your face. If you're go- whatever. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> sorry to get down in the weeds oh that should have been our name no down no deep lore is better deep lore is better down in the weeds sounds like a country song it yeah. does it does but there yeah. was um a quote where katara says i haven't done this since i was a kid and ang shoots back you still are a kid oh yes that's very good for a lot of reasons but yes we see Sokka and katara as probably older than they are because they are shown to be they to have like way more responsibility than the average like 14 15 year old kid would have yeah well i mean you know dead slash missing parent yeah they're alone and they're kind of put into this position of needing to be the support of their village you know katara is the last waterbender and Sokka is the man of the village you know the last warrior yeah um so they have this responsibility that that would be unthinkable to me at that age. Like, It would be unthinkable to me right now. I know. I'm 29. <laughs> yeah, 29. You had to think about your age. I had to think about wow. how old I was. 
And I like that Aang is the one to remind her of that, to remind everyone. He kind of, he brings fun back to the village for a little while. I also like that line, though, because not only are we getting that, like, oh yeah, Katara, despite having all this responsibility, is still a kid. We're getting Aang's sort of view of things, which is like, what are you talking about? We're still kids. Who cares about responsibility? (laughs) Whoa, let's go have fun. Which is, you know, kind of reinforced by the very end of episode two when they have the the heart to heart like yes i'm the avatar i didn't want to be we'll join you on your quest somber moment he pulls out a map and says we're gonna do all this fun stuff first which is just <laughs> like yeah he he isn't taking this seriously no. even after admitting he's the avatar he's just no, no, like no. yeah yeah but i'm still a kid so let's have fun with it which is it's i i like that tension right at the beginning it's not something that, again, needs to be turned to the camera and said something um, about. Back to when they find the Fire Nation ship. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like that, like, Aang finally really questions it because he's starting to, like, he can't ignore this big ship. Yeah, that's... That's that's something he can't just be like, uh, more penguins, you know? Yeah, he can't just be like, what are you talking about, last what airbender? Shit? Yeah, yeah, no. He has to, like, really confront that. And, you know, he says... You know, he has friends all over the world, even in the Fire Nation, and he realizes, like, that's when he really, it ha- it hits him that he's been away for a hundred years. Mm-hmm. And he takes it surprisingly well. He, he does, for a bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I like that, you know, he, the first thing he says is, I have friends in the Fire Nation. You know, it, it really hammers out that this isn't a story about one place is just totally bad. Everyone is bad. Everything's bad forever. Even though we do get mostly that version for a while. Well, yes, yes. But like that was just a little hint of like, it wasn't always like this. Yeah. And I like that that comes up a lot more. Absolutely. That was good. It's good stuff. I like it. It also, it's interesting because it really shows that like, yeah, it wasn't just that hundred years wasn't just like, oh, warfare. It's like, I mean, it's a different world now. Absolutely. Oh, on that note. Yeah. The friends in the Fire Nation bit. Hold on, I was... God damn it. I just liked that to Aang, it's unthinkable that one of the, you know, four nations would be, you know, quote-unquote bad. Or, yeah. or would have attacked. Like, that doesn't make any sense to him at first, because that's not the world he grew up in. Everyone was at peace. Mm-hmm. Well, mostly at peace. Because, I mean, well, war doesn't happen out of nowhere, but... No, it doesn't. It, but, I mean, he was a child. Yeah, so what? how much of that are you even getting I mean, back up yeah, on? When, you, when you're a kid, do you really, like, do you see war brewing in the distance? No. And it's actually, I wonder, hmm, there's probably a stretch, but you could kind of tie it to being a kid in the 90s. Yeah. Oh, then, man, like, we didn't see any of that shit coming. Yeah, we, you know, now we're <laughs> in a bunch of forever wars. And, forever wars, yeah. Well, hopefully they don't go for 100 years. Oh, my God. Because we do not have an avatar to just come in and politics makes great podcasting yeah it really does (laughs) but any final thoughts about any of the characters or anything um i think honestly as far as first episodes go this is a really solid one it builds the world perfectly it gives you an idea of where the story is going without revealing too much yeah they have Um, a a long-term goal absolutely it gives you questions it and you know it hints at answers without spelling it out for you it introduces the characters very well a lot of show don't tell and that's a huge thing for me oh for sure especially with um you know the way in which bending is used absolutely like you just see 
Yeah. Sorry. No, we, we didn't need an explanation. We saw it. Yeah. And like the different ways, you know, you see Aang, like, especially when he's on the Fire Nation ship, there's a lot of creative, you know, he's running around like the ceiling. He's yeah. blowing on things. He does a weird like spinny kick to undo like the wheel on a door and like that's too heavy that shouldn't work but it's cool so who cares yeah rule of cool um and actually that was uh interesting bit brief fight between ang and zuko on the ship uh, where you see like why they're such a good match for each other is because zuko's all like forward momentum passion anger fighting ah like and ang is all deflecting He's all like, nope, 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 I'm out. <laughs> and and I, I just, I like that that's, you know, that's a tension there too. It's, it's, they're not like equal and opposite forces clashing. It's two very different goals. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, I just, Aang doesn't want to defeat Zuko. He just wants to leave. Oh, God, the combat in the show though. Yes. Um, oh my God. Okay. We can like, we could go into that probably for an entire episode. We'll honestly. probably get to that later. Yeah. Uh, because I know that a lot of the bending styles are based on real world martial Absolutely. arts. Uh, but I need to do some research before I'm qualified to talk about any of that. Mm-hmm. Suffice it to say that it is very cool that it's not all just Naruto hand signs and then they yell <laughs> a thing and do a thing. It's, yeah, it's no. um, physical. It is very physical, and I like that each character has a very different style. Yeah. Um, even Sokka, because even he Sokka. can't do anything besides a boomerang. Yet. I, you know, I like I like that Sokka is our normal guy in this. He's he's almost like our audience stand-in. Yeah, well, especially as a skeptic, like, oh, all this yes. magic stuff. And yes. That makes for a great way to introduce us to mm-hmm. the world through the skeptic's eyes, so that everywhere they go... He can be like, what's this bullshit? And then we have an excuse for someone to basically turn to the camera and explain to Sokka <laughs> and us what this bullshit is. It, it's it's very clever to have him be a normal non-bender. Yeah. It also makes for like really interesting um, character dynamics too, which yeah. I'll absolutely get into later, episode yeah, by we, episode. But yeah, we, it's this, something... This um, is a lot of stuff to talk yeah, to about later. It's but. something that I love about Sokka. Yeah. So yeah, great first episode. We're off to a great start. And honestly, like if if I had actually seen the show when it was released, I would have been hooked after the first episode. Oh yeah. Brief brief mention. I watched this as it came out. Beth watched it all at once in 2010. Yes. <laughs> so I was able to binge it. So yeah. totally different experiences there. Yeah. Well, I was actually, I didn't even see the ending until then. So that oh, was, wow. there was some new, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. I watched season one as it came out. And then I think maybe I was like just not plugged into TV in the same way that I was. So I didn't even know when season two started airing. And yeah. I only saw bits and pieces on reruns. Remember when we used to have to watch cable and reruns and just whatever was on? Those dark, dark days. Those dark days. <laughs> so that'll do it for our first episode. Thank you for listening. If you have any questions or comments for us, uh, actually, you can email us at deeplorepodcast, all one word, at gmail.com. So any questions, comments, if we sound bad and you want to give us advice, I'm kidding. I'm going to cut that part out. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, that'll do it for us. See you next week. Yep. This has been Beth. This has been Tom. Are are we doing this has been a podcast? Is that our thing? I don't like that. I guess. I don't know. Can we just go on see you next week? See you next week. We'll figure out what that actual Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing. Another. Yeah.
where are some good vocal warm-ups? Um, oh, I, wait, I don't want... Uh, seashell, she... No, 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 You stop right there, okay? That's not one of Um, we're going to start just by loosening our lips. We're going to go... just really like like relax your face when you do it it's gonna it's gonna feel weird but that's fine okay um oh uh so i have a good authority now that water helps so i'm drinking a lot of water good for you I'm re- I'm really glad that uh, someone else besides me fucking told you to use drink water. Oh no, I just I I thought of it myself. Uh, of course, it was such a good idea. I decided to listen to my. Friend. Of course, of course you did. Okay. <clears throat> mm.